This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. I'm your host, Alenzi Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you're new here, then welcome. And if you're returning, then hello. I'm so happy and excited to have you here. So today we have a very, very special guest, one that I was honestly super excited to have. Her name is Jessica, and she is an ASMR artist from YouTube. Yes, I watched ASMR and I found her and I was like, hey, listen, we got a collab. So welcome, welcome, welcome to this conversation with Jessica from Reiki Healing Hope ASMR. I hope that you enjoy this deep, long conversation. Hello, I am here with Jessica from Reiki Healing Hope ASMR on YouTube, as well as Organize Your Purpose podcast. I am beyond excited to have her here as a guest, and I just want to welcome her with open arms. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to to be a part of this uh, this episode. Yeah, absolutely. So we've already connected really quickly, mm-hmm. so... <laughs> Yeah, we was in the middle. <laughs> we were we were having a whole conversation. We were in the thick of it. <laughs> and I was like, hold on, we have to press record. I, so, thought, I thought we were in the middle. <laughs> That's why I was telling these these long stories. I was like, oh, okay, we haven't started. Okay, so we haven't started. Got it. My bad. I would have just said a couple words. <laughs> So as you can see, it's going to be a great conversation. So I'm excited. I'm happy to get get to know her and mm-hmm. hear what she has to say and share her story. So you are in, how long have you been doing ASMR? Uh, I started the YouTube channel December, 2018. Okay. So two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How has it been as like a journey? Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny because I feel like I lived two two journeys at the same time mm-hmm. because I've always been a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I've always been into mystical, esoteric. When I, uh, in undergrad, I majored in religious studies. Mm-hmm. I also majored in psychology. I was teaching, you know, yoga. I was, mm-hmm. I held a, a meditation practice and was um, leading circles for like, probably up, around like 15 years by the time that I actually got there. So I, and also, you know, I had, um, I put on all my videos. I talk about my grandmother, uh, mm-hmm. my paternal grandmother, because she is pretty much uh, like everything I am is, is really from her. She's, mm-hmm. we're astrological opposites because I'm a Gemini and she's, she was a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. And so she just was everything that you would think of Sagittarius, adventurer, philosopher. And mm-hmm. she just had this beautiful balance between spirituality, which I didn't know that word and like religious because Mm -hmm. as a black woman she went to church every Sunday and I just it really was confusing to me when I was younger because I'm like how are you going to be spiritual and learning all of this stuff and then go to church and not feel because I I really watch people kind of like have like you know like uh like uh uh, existential crisis Mm -hmm. and she said to me something that I'll never forget she said you know, it's her, she was like, it's her responsibility to, to learn on her own, like to, you know, Mm -hmm. figure, figure life out. Mm -hmm. But she said, I go to church because my mama goes to church and my mama's mamas went to church. And she says, I go to be with my people. And I think that's what was a light for me that Mm -hmm. like allowed me to go or to just feel confident in how I naturally felt. And -hmm. then eventually to facilitate a space for people who are just trying to, you know, enjoy life, you know, make the best out of life without it having to come with like, you got to do it this way or you got to do it Mm -hmm. that way. 
And on the other side of ASMR, you know, I really enjoyed ASMR and originally I actually made a, a, just a random video of like some of the things that I like to, you know, see. It was it was so like beta. It just looked horrible. But like, <laughs> but I turned around and like, you know, it was it was searchable. And, and mm-hmm. you know how things are on YouTube. You can make something of, of quality and it, it can not take off at all. And yep. I was like, wow, this is very much so searchable. And so mm-hmm. I was using it as practice as I was, you know, training and learning more because um, going into uh, energy healing, uh, Reiki, things like that, it was more of like, I knew that I wanted to work on distance. I knew I Mm -hmm. wanted to work in, you know, distance sessions, even though I held um, in person um, healing circles and things like that. I knew I, I could have a further reach online because you know, I was already working full-time remote, you know, mm-hmm. I already worked, I, I worked for a higher ed, um, an education tech company. So like mm-hmm. they were in the business of like, how do you, you know, get, um, the product out like for uh, as far as possible. And I just felt like, you know, I could be able to connect with a lot of people and not just people in my area. And so like, that's kind of like how it started. The journey itself has been pretty interesting, pretty amazing. Um, I never really thought of myself as an ASMR artist until I started to realize that I do a lot of ASMR. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Like, wow. And it's because it's just the way that, I, like, I like to hear people whisper. Mm-hmm. I like that relaxation. I love, you know, I love all of that stuff. And I just mm-hmm. thought it was a way to present the information in which, you know, it just was the vibe that I was on. And I was like, oh, but I also feel like there was a lot, like the reason why Reiki is so big, specifically Reiki, that modality of energy healing is because mm-hmm. ASMR artists did that, you know, ASMR artists did a lot of Reiki role plays. And I think mm-hmm. that when I came and I started to just focus solely on this, you know, a balancing your, your internal, your energy, being able to kind of regulate yourself. Like I had to explain that I'm like, no, this is not a role play. I'm not doing this for, you know, just to pretend. And also, yeah. yeah, Also (laughs) like, you know, taking on what I'm proud of myself and what I still continue to work on is taking on the conversation of cultural appropriation when it comes Mm -hmm. to these, these healing spaces, because we all need to feel balanced in like Mm -hmm. whatever our spiritual journey, whether that is spiritual or spiritual and religious or whatever it is a person wants or whatever a person Mm -hmm. feels connected to, you know, there is something bigger and that's up to the person to fill into fill in the blanks, whatever that bigger thing is. But there's also, you know, a, a tradition and there's cultures and there's just all of this stuff that we really love about spirituality that feels very freedom is the same thing that honestly oppressed many people. Like if we mm-hmm. look at like indigenous people in the U.S., you know, w- when we look at things like, um, you know, Palo Santo and Sage and stuff like that, so, mm-hmm. some people feel like, you know, they don't want to see someone who is not of that community, you know, mm-hmm. utilizing these products or, or mm-hmm. you know, these herbs and these plants because they remember the genocide. They remember, mm-hmm. you know, the oppression. They remember that the laws, like people forget that there were actual discriminatory laws from the U.S. I know. See, I'm getting real Juneteenth right now. No, no. <laughs> there, were actual, there were actual discriminatory laws in the mm-hmm. U.S. and in Canada and against Indigenous people here. So mm-hmm. while, you know, the spiritual community brings us all together of like, you know what, let's just coexist. There also has to be that that cultural competency. There also has to be that inclusivity. And so I really feel like good of like, you know, creating a space where people can feel safe to just Mm -hmm. figure that out, enjoy the moment, enjoy some of this like internal stuff without it being culty, without it being Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, you got or or sending misinformation and also correcting myself. Because Mm -hmm. at the beginning I used things like Palo Santo and Sage and people said something to me. And I think it's the way that you, and I'm not, you know, indigenous. And so it's the way that you, you know, respond to things. Cause sometimes Mm -hmm. this is, this is, and I think this is youth, you know, because like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how old 
people in the ASMR, like um, content creators are. Sometimes I think mm-hmm. that they're younger, but I don't know that to be true. But I also feel like over time, you you learn how to receive what someone is saying without feeling like it's an instant attack. And I feel like, honestly, people of color, specifically women, Black women, mm-hmm. had to learn that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. How do you receive what someone is saying without feeling like personally attacked? Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that when everything was happening with police um, reform and looking at the systemic injustices, you know, that uh, people of color have had to face and, you know, unjust killings, like there were all of these non-people of color content creators who were just having meltdowns. Mm-hmm. And I, I, because they wanted to do something or they were finally like having to realize certain um, systemic privileges and they just didn't know what to do with that because they felt like they were a good person. And I felt in the moment, I was like, let me speak up and let me talk about these things too, because how is it that I can talk it, talk with someone about subjects of grief when, you know, a loved one has passed or, you know, relationship things or mm-hmm. self-confidence and, and, I'm, and I cut myself off from the systemic then I'm not actually being or, you know, facilitating the space I want to facilitate. So I feel like those were some really great, you know, conversations that that came about. I don't I don't know if it was necessarily what, you know, people want from ASMR, but I definitely feel like it. We need to be able to navigate whatever life, whatever is happening in life in a healthy way and ignoring it is not good or internalizing it, you know, without like processing the emotions, like, you know, it's eventually going to to come out. So I, I know you asked me how the journey was, and I feel like I'm all <laughs> over the place. So there's, yeah. there's, there's that part. And then the other part is um, learning about the creator economy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, learning on YouTube. If my following had taken off on Instagram, I probably wouldn't be able to do this full time like I do it now, because mm-hmm. um of the monetization, you know, there's, there's few Mm -hmm. actual like social media platforms that are monetized, you know, these Mm -hmm. other platforms, you, you have to have something that you are um, selling or a service or something like that. Whereas, you know, YouTube or things like Twitch, uh, Twitch, Twitch, not so much, but um, YouTube, Twitch, you know, certain places, uh, Mm -hmm. if you can do things like your own membership site and things like that. um, So I was going to say Patreon or (laughs) some people don't understand that I have a Patreon and it's, it's <laughs> so they're like, you got an OnlyFans. I said, no, baby, I do not no, have the OnlyFans. No, that's only not the right one. It's no. not the right one. <laughs> Someone was really trying to be helpful to me. They were like, okay, oh, no. you know, you're going to get an OnlyFans. I said, I, oh. I think if I popped up with an OnlyFans, I don't think, I think that people would be disappointed because it's not like the OnlyFans kind yeah. of energy. I'm not, I'm not busting it wide open, oh, you know, like, <laughs> I'm I'm talking about like the, the history <laughs> of like Egypt and the Americas and the, like you know just go, going through like a big um, you know history lesson of things so or you know exploring mm-hmm. and having mindfulness and and all that kind of stuff but it made me realize how big the creator economy is you know mm-hmm. it made me realize that like when you look at Silicon Valley you look at you know um, tech startups you look at all of these you know big things that really shape the world they are talking about the creator economy there are mm-hmm. so many people who have carved out a niche for themselves and who have carved out an income carved out an impact mm-hmm. you know I'm like a fan of Shark Tank and I was like uh, looking at Kevin O'Leary, another uh, cancer, Kevin O'Leary's mm-hmm. um, Instagram page, Mr. Not Instagram page, YouTube page, Mr. Wonderful. And mm-hmm. he was actually talking about how the mentality now is they want to see business owners create communities and social followings before even launching a product. And mm-hmm. that to me is interesting. And mm-hmm. also the best kept secret is, it is more valuable to get a smaller, we'll say content creator, influencer, a smaller person on a, a social platform to market your product than a very big, um, a very big influencer. And the reason why is because the audience actually trusts the smaller, mm-hmm. smaller person. Yeah. And that within itself is, it's just, it's pretty amazing. Like, you know, I, I really see that I've, always been a very spiritual person 
that's, you know, my hobby. It's always going to be like that. And I was able to take something that I was going to do regardless and be passionate about and share the experience with others. And now, you know, I get to do what I also enjoy doing, which is entrepreneurship. And like, you know, this, this whole journey of like monetizing myself and being able to, to, you know, just follow my dreams and do things like that. It's like, I don't, I don't even say follow my dreams. I just follow what makes me happy, what makes mm-hmm. me feel balanced, what makes me feel like is the correct working environment for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. And I loved a lot of things that you touched base on because it's true. Like when I go on to find ASMR videos, I'm mm-hmm. going to sleep. Like I'm yeah. trying to just doze off. Yep. And so I was like, oh, what's this one? I haven't seen her before. <laughs> and it was like, you know, making them think of you. I was like, let me see what's this talking about. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, let me check this out. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, okay. And I was just like listening. And I, and I started to doze off. But then I was like, wait a minute. Wait, she's talking about really good stuff. Like, <laughs> wait, this is like a therapy session. This is not, this is something different. Like, yeah, it's relaxing, but this is like, this is therapy. So that's how I knew you were different. And so I know what you mean as far as like, you have people that are doing ASMR and it's just like, it's like a display, which is fine. Like that's cool. Like cosplay. Like it's like, exactly. Yeah, it's like cosplay. exactly. Yeah. They throw on a costume. They got the Reiki costume. They got the hairdresser costume. Which is, which is always some, know, some weird depiction of something. It's, yep, it's okay. exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say I haven't enjoyed a couple of like, you know, shamans in the forest. But... <laughs> yeah. Quote unquote with the green screen. Right? Oh my gosh. But then I'm just like, I can't, I, uh, I can't be over here just pretending like this is not weird. <laughs> it is. It is it, off. <laughs> it's off. It's relaxing. I'm not taking yeah. anything away from the relaxation. Exactly. Heal me all day. Uh, but I, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah. So I, uh, I gotta turn my screen, my screen, uh, my light down. <laughs> exactly. Turn my light down. Turn my brightness exactly. down. <laughs> So, so I was like, you know, that's just how it's just been when I watch ASMR videos. It's just literally yeah. just for that relaxation purpose. Yeah. But, you know, I have not seen anyone else so far um, that's in the ASMR community that brings that level of healing and therapy and speaking directly to the soul, speaking directly to the mm. heart as you do. And Aww. so that's why I was like, no, I'm contacting her. If she doesn't reply, that's okay. That's you okay. You're gonna make me cry. But I, uh, you but know I, what's funny about uh-huh. that video making them think of you? Um, so, uh, side conversation of like, you know, creator economy and, and yeah. vir- 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 virality. I don't know, being viral, whatever. So, <laughs> so, you know, a part of that is, you know, going on other platforms in order to promote another platform. So, that was me mm-hmm. going on TikTok. And one of my most popular themes on TikTok. Um, would be making them think of you. But of course, mm-hmm. you know, the demographics of TikTok is like, you know, 15 year olds. Now, oh, it's, yeah. older, now it's older people. But like, yeah. at that time, the mentality, you know, when you're younger, you really do just want someone to think of you. And, you, you and, and, and I was like, I looked at, you know, my searches and I looked at, because there's like a lot of research into going into like, when you're posting something, what are people actually searching for? Because you want to connect, mm-hmm. you know, those two together. And one of the top searches when people would come onto YouTube would be, you know, Reiki Healing Hope, making them think of you because they're they're looking for that full video from TikTok. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, okay, let me just go ahead and make this video. Cause I the thing that really bothered me was I don't want people to think that you can force love. I don't mm-hmm. want people to think that you can force a relationship. I don't even think that, like, you know, some people want someone to like them. Mm-hmm. And and it's not even a good person for them. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes people don't even realize that their energy is is desperate. Mm-hmm. And even if you bring that person to you, that's it's just going to perpetuate the same energy. Yeah. I yeah, it it will literally perpetuate the same kind of of, of feelings of like all of that stuff. So it's like you know, if you work on yourself, you make yourself whole, you fall in love with yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. the most attractive thing to any person, period, is someone who is happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. 
that's that's the truth. And I was actually reading this article that talked about the law of transfiguration mm-hmm. and the fact of you can you basically hypnotize or program others with your subconscious thoughts of mm. how you feel about yourself. Mm. And a lot of times people if it's somebody you don't really like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're thinking in your mind, I know people don't want to admit that. Maybe they do, but they're like, oh, I got them. Or oh, look how much they like me. Or Ugh, they like me so much. Whatever. Whatever you're thinking. And they, what? they never go away, right? And so it's like then when you, in your perception, when you find someone that you think like you put on this pedestal or you mm-hmm. think that they're just like the grandest thing in the mm-hmm. world, you forget about yourself and you start mm. like kind of thinking oh, I'm not good enough for this person they don't mm-hmm. really like me they they just want they, they don't really care about me or whatever and you're thinking that and you're sending those signals out mm-hmm. to that person as well and they're like I don't like this person like they're cute mm-hmm. but I don't like them like they don't know mm-hmm. why they don't feel that connection and so you gotta like yourself you, you know? do you do because that comes off and I don't think people really really know and realize how I always say like if we had a mirror or we record ourselves on the regular we would change so quick because <laughs> oh, it's like look. that's how I oh that's no. one of my that's one of my favorite <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to do when I would work with people like mm-hmm. one-on-one especially in in, in like group sessions mm-hmm. um I would have them do mirror work especially if people yes. are really struggling with something mm-hmm. I would be like yeah sit in front of a mirror and you need to, and you need to look at yourself. Yes, look at yourself. And I tell them like, you need to tell yourself you love yourself. You need to hype yourself up. You and yes. and 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 say all of these things that you know you deserve to hear. And mm-hmm. when I say that, majority of the people are petrified. Like I'll walk out. Like I'll be like, no, I don't. I don't need to be here. Like you don't have right. to make this display in front of me. I'll walk out and I've had someone tell me I just can't do it. I was like, you can't look yourself in the eye and say, I love you. I forgive you. I trust you. I, you know, all of these things. And it's because people get so used to looking outside of themselves. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's a a bigger conversation um, for the like spirituality and Mm -hmm. religion, because spirituality is like, you know, you make the decision that Mm -hmm. it is your responsibility to just to be a good person, you know, and to, Mm -hmm and to do you know more great things in the world than you know do reckless things whereas religion is more of like this is a sense of rules of an interpretation of a uh, a following mm-hmm. and so a lot of what goes into religion is policing because i would mm-hmm. hope that the spirituality is in the religion and i think a lot of people are hoping that too and there are spiritual you know religious people <laughs> but <laughs> But it's at the same time, it's like they get so used to thinking that, you know, God is outside of them or something is outside of them. Something is disappointed or even having this honestly having this toxic relationship to God, the divine, whatever it is they they believe in. That Mm -hmm. is I'm only doing things to not piss you off as opposed to I'm doing this because it brings happiness. I'm doing this because it makes you proud of me. You know, like, it's just like, even the mentality is crazy. So why wouldn't someone, you know, take that same quality that they feel about the highest, whatever it is for them and infuse that into how they're looking at a relationship Mm -hmm. or how they're looking at, you know, their everyday dynamics. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like as people of color, as um, uh, black people in the US, we, we specifically have to, break down that mentality because you know um one thing that really bothers me is that i'm like any any following a person wants to have religious traditional like whatever it is that they're doing you know that's their business um and i would hope that they wouldn't bash you know something else they would just let it be and you know they they could do their thing but Mm -hmm. one thing i feel like um specifically for Black people in the U.S., honestly, people of color in the U.S., mm-hmm. probably maybe a little bit of um, black and brown people in the U.S. is needing to change our relationship to the traditional cultures of our heritage, mm-hmm. even if we're not that now, because the mentality that, you know, um, uh, uh, 
Ifa, you know, Hoodoo, um, Santeria, like all of these things. Mm -hmm. Honestly, even before the Hoodoo and Santeria, like just going back to, you know, Ifa and like things like that, mm-hmm. that it is um, demonistic and it's all of these things. And trying to explain to people that like, y'all realize that colonizers came to a place saw a culture that was different than theirs and said it was wrong and said it was demonistic. God Mm -hmm. didn't do that. Right. A a person like men did that. Mm -hmm. So why is it to this day? If you want to be, you can be a Christian. If you want to be whatever you want to be, you could do that. But what you can't do is disrespect our, you know, ancestors. Like Mm -hmm. you, like, even if you don't feel a connection there, that's still our like culture. And Mm -hmm. that's something that really kind of like bothers me um, Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, this is, this is a part of, we need to break down this mentality. You can be whatever I do it all the time. You can be whatever you want to be, but like, do not, you know, act like the things that are, you know, um, uh, uh, our origins are negative because then it's like, Hey, let's break free from that because we're, we're the only ones who are kind of like, Actually, no, I'm not going to say that. Oh, now I feel like I'm going out a whole systemic conversation. Oh, Lord. Okay. Because so, I want to be very mi- I want to be very mindful of what I'm saying. When I say yes. that we're the only ones who are holding us to that, I'm not going to say that that, like, I feel that way. But to, to set a better picture is we don't get as much uh, fluidity in yeah. the world, you right. know? And to say that whenever we break out and we do something, um, mm-hmm. outside of the mold, people mm-hmm. really like it from us. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we, we kind of do a lot of trend setting for the world, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also want to shine a light on the fact that that takes a lot of work to be very brave. That takes a lot of work mm-hmm. to have your, you know, community like shun you or to not necessarily be received. And then eventually people receive you. So it's a lot of work. So I don't want to say that, you know, that, Nothing is holding us back. But then I also feel like it's a lot of power too, you know? And I think people have to walk in their power each and every day. Like me, when I, um, because I recently left my full-time job, uh, when I left, I left because I realized that I didn't have to take the same things that I took earlier on in my career. You know, Mm -hmm. I had a, 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 like a colleague and her and I were kind of going through the same kind of situation where it's like, um, it just was, it, it wasn't being like, uh, run properly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I realized like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to her, we're dishing, we're sharing. I was like, okay, so what you gonna do next? And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm taking things to HR, baby. You're not gonna play with me. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, taking it, I'm reporting it. Like you were not, you know, I'm cause I know my worth and I know my value. And then right. the other person was much they were they were much more nervous and I was like Mm -hmm. wow I remember being there and I also feel like you know this was their job and I was like Mm -hmm. oh I actually have options and I realized like I can't be in a mental space that is encouraging me to like hyperventilate over a meeting you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying like I can't like that it's not a healthy space for me to be in Mm -hmm. when like I have to record a meeting just to make sure that people aren't weird and so I'm like Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toxic dynamics. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of, it was the best way to put it, even though it's not a gender specific would be like mean girl stuff was happening. Okay. And okay. I was like, Whoa, this is weird. And I think because I was remote for like, maybe like three years that mm-hmm. I missed the politics. So I wasn't able to leverage myself in there, you know, like, mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, you know, this is me. So like, right. you know, <laughs> people think that they can, um, talk to me crazy they also look at me and they feel like you know because black don't crack so they feel like I'm young yeah I get that too exactly which Mm -hmm. in the big scheme of things in higher ed it's predominantly um white women honestly um Mm -hmm. in high in the higher ed space um sometimes like you know same age as us or or older or something like that Mm -hmm. but I also feel like the perception of black women would be like younger and mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, I had to correct people like, oh, mm-hmm. no, baby, I'm grown. Like, like you're right. not going to, you know, you, you're not going to talk to me like that. You're not, not you, you're not going to do any of that. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get, then they, oh, okay. Oh, exactly. You're, oh, uh, wow. You're so, you're so brave. You're so. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's like, listen. I know I'm brave. Listen, Linda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And I have one of those faces too. Like yeah. aside from being a woman of color 
and being black, like I have one of those faces. I have dimples. I have cheeks. I have that round <laughs> face. <laughs> I am that cancer <laughs> energy. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just youthful in general. Like my yeah. voice is light. Like, so I get it. However, sometimes I would get aggravated because it's like, oh, you're so young. And it's like, don't, I, I get me? it. Like, I appreciate the compliment, but you're not, you're not, you're not complimenting me and the fact that you're admiring like a youthful energy, <laughs> youthful beauty. You're kind of being condescending as if I don't know what I'm doing. That's the problem. I can tell, I can tell, I can tell you, you could make somebody cry. I can tell, I can tell you could break somebody down in the office because they wasn't expecting you to say something. Oh my gosh, I didn't mean to say that. I'm so sorry. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. Um, but just next time, just remember, okay? Thank you. <laughs> At that point, they didn't tell the whole office how horrible they are and how exactly. like, oh, girl, like just keep it, just keep it, keep it between it's us. <laughs> keep it between us. It's not that. It's not that um that big of a deal. It's funny. So like on the YouTube channel, even mm-hmm. though like for me, uh, mindfulness and being connected in energy and like, you know, just being able to own every aspect of you feeling in, in control and in, in your own power of like, I'm not going to let something bother me, or I'm going to take myself out of situations that don't, you know, uh, balance my energy and just having that. I feel like that's the general theme of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then there's always these weird behind the scenes things that I never really like expected to have. And the behind the scene things are like these, you know, as I was talking about before, these systemic conversations, like whenever I would put like a post up in solidarity of something or in support or to shine light or to just show like, you know, let's bring this into a collective space, but also, you know, share the actual facts. Mm-hmm. People are weird and they comment weird things. Mm-hmm. Like everything that happened in Atlanta mm-hmm. with uh, the, the, the shooting that happened, mm-hmm. um, this, this, I knew who she was too. Oh this, no, that's this, the, that's the oh, bad part. Man, this lady came in and I said, you know, all I said in the post was like, you know, this is not right. This, this, we need to have systemic change here. And then also, you know, praying for the family and, and hoping yeah. that, you know, like things like that. Oh mm-hmm. Lord, this lady came and hijacked the conversation when talking about her had nothing to do with her, <laughs> had nothing to do with her came into the conversation. And she was like, Oh, you know, um, I was actually, you know, manipulated by someone and, 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 you know, this is like, what if this man just, you know, had a, had a fetish for Asian women that doesn't speak anything negative about Asian people. And just like the problematic thinking that came from that statement. So, you know, I'm a black woman. I'm also of Korean heritage. Like my mom is from Korea. She's half Korean. She's half black. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I got to say that I'm of, you know, mixed Every, di- yeah. yeah, all the time. Cause I feel right. like it should just be common sense that what she said was weird. So I said to her, I was like, look, yeah. just because <laughs> Just it doesn't make it okay that a man fetishizes a woman, so it's okay for him to, you know, hurt her. Like that's not okay. That mentality no. is not okay. Right. And so I, <laughs> I told her, um, uh, I told her to read the book. Uh, what is the book? White fragility. Because I tried oh, to Lord. explain like the weaponizing <laughs> of white tears. Oh Lord, she just, she just. I was like, this could be a teachable moment. I'm not even trying to go and like make it something, you know, else. It's a teachable yeah. moment. This the same way that like I said that I had to receive like, oh okay, you know, using these herbs. What does it mean? And of course, I didn't respond in the way like this person. But I'm just like, if somebody is giving you something, like learn how to receive yeah. it in a way that is control. Oh, no, she just went back and forth and back and forth. I said, okay, okay. Yeah. At that point, it's like you know, I you're not, I'm not getting paid for this at all conversation, and well, it's really using my energy. I have to go. Bye bye. Oh, had to, <laughs> had to go. But sometimes, sometimes people. They catch me off guard because I tell them, I'm like, look, you know, I like undergrad, you know, I said like religious studies, psychology, Mm -hmm. originally, you know, as you were talking, like I I wanted to be a therapist, like I wanted to, you know, like be in that space, but Mm -hmm. I end up getting my master's in public policy because I do 
um, uh, care about or, you know, it, it want to know about these systemic things that are happening and how mm -hmm. that is in, impacting us. And so when people try to talk crazy, I'm like, look, friend, I, you're talking to the wrong person, because if you're going to talk, if you're going to talk to me and think that I'm not going to provide facts and receipts like you you lost your mind and <laughs> and I feel like I have to demonstrate into the community and one thing that I feel that I've always been open to is like marginalized identities feeling like it is a sp safe space to process their emotions you know mm -hmm. like I had some people on the same post I had people you know saying like I don't like that this you know um this xenophobia and this thing is happening against you know, my people, da, 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 blah, 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 right? I'm like, cool, yeah, yeah, keep that there. But then that'll be the same person who takes, who do, exactly, who will take their post down. But then someone else who was like, oh, y'all didn't think about what the shooter was going through that day. You know, like things like that. And they have all the confidence in the world. Yes. And I'm like, switch it. This cannot, I, that's, that's the only reason why I do feel like I need to say something. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to demonstrate to you all that that's not what this space is for. This space is over here. It's like process it, but you know, mm -hmm. like you, you do it in whatever way you need to do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Now, I told you, Juneteenth is a personality. Okay, <laughs> I really resonate with everything that you're saying, and I love the space that you're creating, the community that you're creating, because everyone needs to be able to feel safe enough to mm. to have that space, and we don't have enough of that. It's a mm. lot of noise going mm. on. It's a lot of distraction. It's a lot of frivolousness mm -hmm. that we're like being dows in mm -hmm. on a regular basis with social media even, or even on people TV, of color wherever. in in asmr yeah yeah, yeah everywhere and so yeah. it's like it's noisy out there and so you really That's do a great job it. yeah it's like what is this like i just wasted <laughs> like three hours of my life watching and they had to add these shorts you, I, no, listen. Everybody wants to be a TikTok. Everybody okay? wants to be TikTok because it works. It keeps people on the app forever. Oh, but yeah. It's like you have so much energy, so much power to put into mm -hmm. creating something and you mm -hmm. create nonsense. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like, come on, come on. So I really do have a lot of appreciation for, you know, people like you that create oh. something that it's helpful and we yeah, can't do it alone all, yeah not all attention is good attention right and I think people just want that like they just yeah. they're craving that like look at me or whatever and mm -hmm. that's that's fine that's cool do what you do you, so short. I hear, look so I heard this really interesting thing that made me think you know it said that people who are entertainers um people who are in the front you know mm -hmm. they're probably talking about the actual entertainment industry right um that they often have issues with not receiving attention growing up. And so they yep, I can see that. they go out and they look for these really big stages mm -hmm. to be able. And so sometimes when you like are seeking that, you mm -hmm. get all kinds of attention, not even like some not the healthy attention. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like for me, you know, I the goal is always to to grow the community, but there also is a feeling of, you know, a lot of uh, scrutiny at the same time. People, I mean, they're not going to really like, there's, there's really nothing I'm doing that is like super uh, uh, like, you know, just scandalous. Like I literally do the same boring things every day, but like, right. you know, people, no matter what the topic is, they want to know about you because I feel like with reality TV, we mm -hmm. get invested in a person's life because we start thinking, oh, if you're good at this, then you're probably good at all these other things. And really what it is, is sometimes I feel like people get so invested in other people's life. And believe me, I watch mm -hmm. reality TV. So like I, I watch it, but like people get so invested in other people's life because they're looking to see how to handle their own life. Sometimes mm -hmm. people feel so inundated in their own life that they have to watch, you know, someone else's life in order to feel like they are living life, you mm -hmm. know? And so I'm, I'm constantly like, trying to balance between like, oh yes, I would love to reach more people. And also like, you know what, it's not always, one thing I do appreciate about this journey is that it has been a slow grind, like mm -hmm. a slow grind. Like I was doing five videos a week over a year before I even hit a thousand people, you know? Wow. 
and and that was tough but at the same time the quality of those thousand people like the first like the first year of me doing youtube Mm -hmm. i um i had about 600 subscribers at the end but they were quality you know it wasn't like it they were exactly the 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 people that needed to be in the space you know Mm -hmm. and so there's this concept called social proof where it's like you're looking for something and you're like oh do do I look at the video that has you know a hundred thousand views or do I look at the video that has three views so Mm -hmm. social social proof is that idea that oh let me go look at the you know that there's an impact of having a lot of views Mm -hmm. but then I think that you know uh, sometimes it's easy to forget that there's these other subtle things happening and the example I like to use is like you trying to look for like a home-cooked meal you're going to take looking at somebody's grandma filming sideways that with with three views because you feel like that recipe is about to be just is about to be fire as opposed to a like a, a Bobby Flay, you know, in the right. kitchen. You're like you like, how do I make this mac and cheese? Like the example, right. mac and cheese. I'm exactly. going to go here. But even <laughs> but even the perception of social proof, like, oh, you you would go to the higher one. Not necessarily. It just depends on, mm-hmm. you know, the, the value you bring. And, and when you fill in a, a, a gap, that is the magical part. There's so many gaps to fill in. Like for people of color so long, like it makes me think of, um, you know, the, the show Living Single mm-hmm. because you know, originally Living Single was supposed to be called Friends. Uh, oh. It came out before Friends and it actually was much more popular than Friends. But when they were talking about trying to market it to different, you know, um, to, to different channels and things like that, mm-hmm. they said, no, they didn't see the value. It didn't even matter that there was numbers. They didn't see the value because they didn't see, you know, this narrative of, you know, this black life and stuff like that mm-hmm. as anyone caring, you know, because mm-hmm. they, it just wasn't them. They couldn't, the best way to put it is they couldn't see themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so with that happening, it's like, you know, don't wait for someone to say it is okay for you to do something because you probably already are creating a space. You know, you're mm-hmm. probably already in the space you need to. There's probably people already coming. And then you got to let people catch up to you. Everything mm-hmm. that I do, I let people catch up to me. Like if there's mm-hmm. something I'm interested in, like I got, I'm, I'm doing all kinds of, um, uh, hobbies. I love a good hobby. If it's something mm-hmm. I want to do, I want to do. It's it was very weird for people when the, when I'm explaining to them that like I do Reiki, but I also am like, well, if you know me for a long time, you know that this is my personality, you know. Yes. And also like, I don't live my life for nobody but me. Like you know, right. this is what I do, baby. Don't it impact you? Like, <laughs> you know, it don't impact you what I do. Like, right. You know, just be yourself. But I think so many people are putting on, or they. Or they put, you know, the pressure on themselves to be something mm-hmm. that they're not because they're trying to, you know, whether it be like code switch mm-hmm. or they're, you know, just even not even being systemic in this moment, just being in this macro view. Everyone is just trying to find themselves and they're trying to find their place of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And the moment that a person can switch that and, and focus on self-acceptance and that being it, do I accept myself? Am I where I'm at, where I want to be? Am I, you know, am I mm-hmm. on the path regardless of it? if I'm at the goal yet, that is more important than like, mm-hmm. am I accepted by others? Because people will come, you know, I had to let some important people in my life go. And mm-hmm. when I let them go, it created the space for, you know, thousands of people to now have, you know, a back and forth with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, like, had you told me, you know, had someone told me that before, I, I wouldn't even believe it. But it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's all this, it's all this energy and stuff. Mm hmm. That is true. And um, that you have to kind of do your own thing. And that's what podcasting has done for me. Mm. Like I've always gone back and forth where I'll start. Like before I would start with YouTube, like let me start a YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't starting a YouTube because I was like, I want to be on YouTube. I actually don't even, it's funny because if you go to like my social media, like I don't, I don't have a problem with talking on camera. I like talking to people, but it's not because I want to be seen in that way I just want to share my message I just want to talk community exactly and that that is what gives me like that joy so I kept going back and forth with it but it's a lot with the video thing because I'm like oh well, make sure I look right oh the lighting oh that was tough. blurry the first, look, oh. Look, look, look. The first time 
the first year of doing YouTube, I didn't show my face. And that was probably the best thing I could do. Yes. And maybe that's why I only had 600 subscribers. I don't know. But like the first, the first year, because it was like one thing I always did do was I always, you know, kept my nails done and like it, I didn't really need to get them done often. And it was kind of like, Oh, I really, you know, like your nails, but like, baby, this hair, this face, right. no face on, I had no eyebrows. Oh my gosh. Last, last the week before last, I realized that, you know, this is how I knew I was tired and I needed right. to take a rest because I went to go do a video. I had no face on. I had no eyebrows. I had oh, no eyelashes. No. I was looking busted. I was like, Oh, this is going to have to be a dark video, baby. Cause I can, I, I what? I'm gonna do the video though. You know, you gotta love yourself. Like, let me turn this, you know, let me turn this, these shades down. I'm gonna do this video, you know. But like, yes, I was like, okay. And now I'm just like, I just have my my go-to looks. Like I can't, yes. I can't yeah. be like, you know, super beat for it. It's just like every day. Yeah. And also <laughs> taking my <laughs> taking my lashes off, I just forgot how different I looked. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is that? <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, I'm bald. <laughs> oh, no. I'm bald. But I'm like, look, if I don't feel like putting them on, I'm not gonna put them on. <laughs> There's nothing I, I can do. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so that's that's how I got to the place of podcasting because mm-hmm. I was like, well, let me just talk. Let me just see what happens. And I didn't care if anybody listened or not. I was just like, yeah. I'm just gonna do it. And so I started recording and my mom listened to it. She's like, You gotta keep up with this. Yes, and I was like, mom. Okay. Come through, mom. And so, so I was just like, okay. And I just, well, it was during the pandemic last year. So I was like, okay. And I have so much to say that mm. I've held, like held in for years yeah. because the people, like the friends that I had, mm-hmm. I just, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. It's all yeah. surface stuff. Mm. So being able to just turn on this mic, no one sees me. It doesn't yeah. matter what I look like. I yeah. can just talk from my heart and I I have learned more through talking mm. than listening <laughs> like mm. I learned through listening too but as I'm talking that communication is that. yeah we can the communication is coming through and it's, it's mm. like God is speaking through me. Mm. And so the more yeah. I talk, the more I'm listening to myself talk, which I'm mm. really listening to God when I'm talking. And you'd be when surprised, I, you know? Yeah, and I'm like, well, what is out. coming out of my mouth? Yeah. Right? Oh my God, yeah. I got to write this down. So <laughs> normally it becomes I would, spiritual, you know, it becomes it almost like a spiritual a con- a connection, a connective yes. practice. Yeah. It does. It does. And so getting in the habit of doing that it's like i have just just that alone like even if like i had three listeners now i've gotten a lot of listeners over the year which is like that gives me that sense of accountability because it's like i don't want to let people down because i'm i post on a regular frequency Mm -hmm. so but but for me personally it has been very fulfilling just oh that's talking yeah so I, I hear what you're saying, is especially when it's like, I can't do the camera right now, mm-hmm. but it, it is, it's really fulfilling. And I think that- I think visual, um, hold on, sorry. Let me let you finish. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just, I was just getting to the last point where it's just like, I think that when you find that, you realize that that's part of your purpose and that mm-hmm. going back to what you were saying, like you do feel that power mm-hmm. just within yourself, not power, like, oh, I'm powerful. Like, no, like not power over people, but just having that- power within your life makes you feel alive so you know it's funny because like visual podcasts are really nice but I also feel like you know that's something that's the in in goal for for my podcast Mm -hmm. but like I also feel like it is a lot of work you know they're they're Mm -hmm. oftentimes in like a like a like a production room you know Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. having to edit and and to differentiate between what do you put on your podcast podcast, the audio version going out to like podcast platforms versus mm-hmm. what are you going to put on YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then that's more time of editing and figuring it out and, you exactly. know, things like that. So, but the one thing I will say is that monetization, because I know as of now, you know, there are, of course, uh, podcast uh, platforms that will, you know, allow you to put ads in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, or more importantly, it's really like, what is it that you are, you know, offering service product or something like that or sponsorships. 
And mm-hmm. I feel like um, the good thing about YouTube is that also Facebook, I'm told. So mm-hmm. Facebook is something too, that there is a monetization. And I, the reason why I go over it so much because like, number one, being in like the kind of spiritual community, like mm-hmm. people are always weird about like um, money, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I think there's kind of this confusion between, you know, knowing your value and under- and, and then a conversation of capitalism, you know? Mm-hmm. So once people understand that it's like, you don't have to, you know, um, take advantage of someone else, cut corners or something like that, you know, to be able to, to to get money coming in, but also you need to feel like you deserve something. You need to know Mm -hmm. your value. You know, if you're always undercutting yourself and underselling yourself Mm -hmm. and also like, you know, it is okay to, to want value in your life. Like I I don't want to go to someone. I don't, I don't want to go to someone that I'm asking them, help me balance my life. And they're not balancing theirs because they don't want to charge. No, like Mm -hmm. people still got bills. People Mm -hmm. still have all these things. So I, I really make it a point of like, you know, monetizing your passion in whatever way that is, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that that is what feeds you. That feeds your freedom to, you know, do whatever mm-hmm. it is you want to do. I wouldn't have been able to quit my job if I hadn't already monetized. Exactly. And that was like messing up my energy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, okay, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I mean, mm-hmm. I forgot to ask you, what is your, um, your uh, uh, professional background? I'm a video producer. Very so, cool. What? Get yeah. out. I'm done. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? No excuses. No excuses. I can't believe. I would have. Okay. I know. No excuses at all. I know. I know. Uh, I'm a video producer, so I produce um, commercials and, and a lot of training and whatever the company needs for um coca-cola so that's what i do um in my my full-time life Mm. Uh, but because i am like my creativity is expensed a lot with my job yeah it's like you can only like when it comes to creativity like you can't just like okay i'm gonna be creative like Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a lot of energy that has to be put into it a lot of thinking a lot of all this stuff and so you want something um, easy right now just something that is yeah yeah and i mean i i like what i do i enjoy doing what i do Mm -hmm. um but i but it's not it doesn't speak to my soul as far Mm -hmm. as the way that I'm doing it. So if I'm doing it for a company or like, you know, it's not my vision. I'm Mm -hmm. just the paintbrush. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm doing it for myself, like that, that's what gives me that fulfillment. So that that is a whole fact right there because the, the mentality for me that like shifted was, you know, being in higher ed for like 10 years, Mm -hmm. I felt like, wow, I worked hard, moved up, was managing, was, you know, like doing different stuff. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm working hard for somebody else's dream. These people could, they're not going to, because there was a certain point where I was like a state employee. So I was like, ha, fire me if you want to, you're not going to, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but really, honestly, they could fire me whenever they wanted to, for whatever reason they wanted to. But yet here it is, I'm anxious to want to call off or I'm anxious Mm -hmm. or I'm always feeling like I'm not doing enough. And I think that was just like the mentality of people around me. They also felt like, oh, you know, um, just that. And I also felt Mm -hmm. like it's, Honestly, it's higher and it's not that serious. You know, we are right. not curing cancer over here. Like we are, it's just like, we got to get this stuff done, but it's not enough for someone to hyperventilate over here. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt like whenever I did things for myself, things that I was passionate about, especially when I started teaching yoga and organizing spaces, mm-hmm. I would be spending hours on it and it felt, it, it felt difficult, but it felt like, oh, fulfilling. You know, mm-hmm. it felt like, oh, I can actually like, whereas before I was kind of capped out on the things that I couldn't, couldn't do um, here. I can actually like do whatever it is I want to. If there's something that I'm, I'm passionate, I'm interested about, I can do whatever I want to do, you know, mm-hmm. and that level of freedom is something that I, I have been working very hard um, to get. And it's nice mm-hmm. to kind of enjoy those moments but like to have life you know feed your soul I feel like that's a beautiful part like just to feel that you you feel filled up in whatever kind of way you know like whatever mm-hmm. way is best for you you know mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And I love that you touched on that because money is an energy. Um, mm. It's like a whole, when I really started to dive into it, this was last year, I started really learning more about just like a wealth energy and really not talking about just like the material things, but mm -hmm. wealth is an energy of life. <clears throat> and um, that lack, that poverty is an energy mm. of death in a mm. sense. Um, because when you when you look at everything that's associated with wealth, it's long term, it's investing, it's future oriented, mm -hmm. it's longevity, mm -hmm. it's not short term, like, you know, mm -hmm. spending, spending, spending right away. Like it's the energy of it is is focusing on legacy and life and longevity. And so when I really started to look at it that way, it changed my whole perspective yep. of wealth. And I'm like, mm. so honestly, like I think of, yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, like, no, no. honestly, like yeah. I, I feel like I'm on a, a similar wave where it's just yeah. like, I try to explain to people that I'm like, okay, this is what I do. I facilitate these spiritual experiences. But for me, yeah. like at the end of the day, I really feel driven by entrepreneurship. If there's mm -hmm. anything that I want to do, you know, even the art of monetization, like anything that I want to do, I really like put it forward. And I've been thinking of like, well, how do we build, you know, like generational wealth? Mm -hmm. How do we do all these things? Like leveraging the money that is coming in for me, it, it matters what I do with it, you know? And so mm -hmm. I, I'm definitely on the same tip that you're on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I started thinking, I was like, you know, like dirt is, is like, when things are dirty, things break down. Like, so keep your area clean. Like, you know, like it's mm. expensive, like really thinking about it, especially with owning a home. <laughs> I mm. really, really, really learned that because mm -hmm. it'll be like the simplest thing. Like when I moved in, I, I got bamboozled. I really did. Everything looked oh, fine when, when I, it. when I bought it, but then the nails start falling hey, out. Hey, and I was <laughs> like, what's, what's wrong with the refrigerator? Like, why is, uh, why is everything like breaking down? Yep. And ultimately it was because I had to buy a new refrigerator by yep. this point. Um, yep. but ultimately it was because that last owner was so filthy. Like Oof. she had two dogs oh, and man. the hair had oh. clogged up the oh. condenser so oh, much never. that it broke the refrigerator. In the fridge. Oh God. Yes. It How? was nasty. <laughs> I had to replace the, all the flooring. Oof. Uh, it was I had to replace the dishwasher like there was mold like it was breaking oh, everything I down I left so a, I, le I left a place <laughs> that I was at um I got mm -hmm. them it's yeah it's very hard to get out of a lease here um and oh, I got God. out that lease because I like did. they had they had <laughs> look they was look don't play with me today like they had mold and like the oh, mold no. wouldn't go away and I'm very big into health so I was yes. getting like these um uh like to see the mycotoxins in my body and like my Ooh. doctor is like whoa you got a lot of high levels I was like oh I was like, please don't get sued today. Okay. Let me out see, this lease. I'm leaving. <laughs> mm -mm, you see. And so I pay attention to that, to that like mindset. Like, I don't know about you, but sometimes like, I guess it's all in the same wavelength of ASMR. Kind of. I like mm -hmm. to watch restoration videos and cleaning videos. Like yes. I just like that kind of stuff. And I came across Do you like Egypt Sherrod. I haven't watched. I haven't watched that. The flipping, uh, flipping virgin. No. Oh my gosh. Whenever you get a chance, check okay. her out. She's really awesome. She okay. she does flips in Atlanta. She's a realtor, but she also does like flips. Okay. Um, but she also has a, a TV show. Her name is Egypt Sherrod. She used to Egypt be a, a she used okay. to be uh like a, a radio personality, apparently like back in the day uh in New York, but mm -hmm. um she does like real estate now. I just really like her personality. She's she's really cool. Oh, okay. I'm gonna check her out. Okay. Um, I watched this video. It was a repo. Mm -hmm. So obviously, okay, they couldn't they couldn't pay on the car, but that's okay. Then things happen. But then when they went to clean the car, there mm -hmm. was like all this dirt everywhere, all this trash, all this old food everywhere, and it was infested with roaches. Never. I can't. And I was like, you see, it's a whole like it doesn't matter where you go. Your Ooh. mindset is going like your energy will shed wherever you are. And wherever that is in your mind and your spirit, it will be in your environment. So Ooh. clean. Please clean your area. <laughs> oh, I lose my mind. I will lose my mind. It was like a thousand roaches. They had to put oh. 15 bombs in there. Oh. 
I said, oh, not today. I like, I, when I watch stuff like not that, today, I'm like, <laughs> cleaning because I can't clean that. So I just try to clean what I can to just try to fix the problem in Ooh. my mind. I'm Ooh. like, let me go clean my car. It's not that dirty, but I'm oh, going to clean it gosh. today. <laughs> I went to, oh, I went to somebody's house one time <gasps> oh, no. and they had, oh, it's one thing to have roaches, but it's one thing to have visible roaches. You know, oh no, I, a, fam, a colony, a, a colony. They live in there like you live in there. So I go to sit on the couch, right? And then I, I just, I became aware of my surroundings. I look oh, around. God. I was like, oh my gosh, I grab my purse because you don't, you know, you don't want to. And then you? I literally sat on the edge of this seat, and I was like. I, 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 I want to go. I want to go. I, I could not. I could, itching. I just, I would, because they were crawling, you know, like they were crawling. I was You're like, the little ones? How did, there was little ones, there was big ones, there was baby oh, mama ones, no. mama's ones. I was trying to figure out how they were not bothered by this. I would not, I could not let somebody into my home. I would be like, we got to go somewhere else to chill. I can't, I, I just was like, Oh, this is normal. They're laying on the ground. I was like, oh, what? baby, I'm not laying they on the ground. Even, oh, not no. even bothered. They're like, hey, welcome. Not bothered at all. I was like, Come oh, on no. In. Guess where I will not be coming back to this place. <laughs> I didn't say nothing because I'm like, at this point, you know you have roaches. You don't, you don't see this? This is a problem. There's nothing I can say to, to help this. I'm just, you know, I'm just. I don't oh. think I could do that, but I know and what you mean. They though. had, oh my gosh, there was a roach in the butter. I was done. Oh no, I'm not eating anything from that household. I said, uh, 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 okay. Not a roach in the butter. I looked at it. I was like, okay, so y'all don't care. About He's that. over there trying to get a little Chilly. oil he massage. He was dead. <laughs> he, was, he was dead in there. I was like, oh, drowned in the butter. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> we just have to think of where, where's that mind? Where is that mind in that <laughs> setting? Like, like where, where are you? Like, what is happening? What's going on? That's what I'm saying. And I listened to your other one because after I listened to the other one, I was like, you know, so I got to get my therapy session. I listened <laughs> to the other one that you were talking about emotional hoarding. Mm. and how people do like physical hoarding and then you talked about emotional i was like oh my god that is so true mm-hmm. so it's just like <sighs> just cleanse cleanse cleanse. that's what i'm gonna do today actually because i love that side note my my room looks a mess but i love decluttering and cleaning it just, just gives you that sense of calmness yeah it brings it back i feel like i was like let me remember during this episode that I'm supposed to explain what's happening like on the channel, not this behind the scenes weird stuff like, oh, they about to come out here and find some drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no drama. It's peace. It's 100% no, 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 peace. No, 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 drama, no drama, no drama. No drama, no drama. There's none. There's none. Also, one thing that I am very conscious of is, you know, for any reason, like, you know, things just kind of, you know, get under people's skin for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm very cognizant of, how I am interpreting what is happening. So Mm -hmm. even if I feel like, or honestly, I I try not to even feel this way. Like if I feel stressed out or, you know, someone says something crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. in the comment section or something like that, I try to make it a point if I want to talk about it to say that like 99.999% of these comments are positive. We're here, we're in this. And then if I want to talk about, you know, that, negative thing whatever I can talk about it but I noticed that some people will have very positive comments have Mm -hmm. one thing that sets them off and they have created this narrative that it's like Mm. everybody's so angry in the comment section and then if that's the narrative you create that's the environment you create as well Mm -hmm. so then people become you know hyper aware hypersensitive wanting to fight each other you know like stuff Mm -hmm. like that so I always try to make it a note either I, I don't talk about it or I'll say like hey you know most of us got it this person did not like <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right right they missed it it's okay yeah, they missed it, yeah, they missed it. Okay. They'll, they'll catch the next bus <laughs> <laughs> you gotta re-listen with 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 ears that are not filtered with emotional wounds yeah so oh and you know some of these topics are hard for people they are they're very triggering very very hard especially if a person is like you know like 
really kind of low in their self-confidence or or, or not really want to, especially when it comes to toxic uh, relationships, Mm -hmm. like they're not ready to kind of see that, like they, they, they might see themselves as the victim all the time. You Mm -hmm. know, they might see Mm -hmm. themselves as like, life is just happening to me as Mm -hmm. opposed to saying like, yes, early on, you can say when you were not in control of yourself, that life was happening to you. But as soon as you became an adult, and I'm sure we're all learning, like, you know, how, how to just take more and more power in our life. Mm-hmm. Life isn't happening to you. Now it's like you are allowing things to happen around you. So slowly, you don't have to make a huge change, slowly pivot in a new direction. Mm-hmm. No one's, it's like, I will have people reach out to me, like in email and be like, you know, um, this person does this to me and that person does that to me. And it's like, well, you know, don't let them kick them, kick them out of your life. I can't kick right. them out of my life. Okay. You got to find different boundaries. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to enforce them. You, you'll figure it out. Like, like you, okay. you eventually will. you, you will. snap. But what, <laughs> what we're not going to do is just sit here and try to put the responsibility on everyone else, except for you to make your life happy. That's exactly. what we're not going to do. <laughs> right. That helps no one. It helps no one. <laughs> it really doesn't. So I get it. And, you know, hey, you, you got to just speak your truth and it'll 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 find its way to where it needs to be. And even when people are triggered, mm. just because they react that way, they, they, you know, they react out of however they're thinking, but they are still absorbing. They're still learning. They're yeah. still taking it in and it, it is staying, staying stored in their subconscious mind. And eventually when they get to that place of healing, they'll remember that and they'll mm-hmm. be like, she was I get it now. She was right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or he was right. Or whoever, yeah. whatever I read or learned or listened to was, I get it now. I didn't get it before, but I got you. Mm-hmm. So it all comes full circle. It's all good. Yeah. So. Well, I, I enjoyed this conversation. I know we're going to, we'll probably talk for another like four hours. recording. <laughs> so um, <laughs> is there anything else you want to share? How can people find you and your podcast? Oh, you just, yes. So yes, you can find us. the podcast, Organize Your Purpose by mm-hmm. um, Jet Lachey. Um, regular spelling of Jet, J-E-T, Lachey, L-A-S-H-E-A on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you can see me Reiki healing hope, uh, ASMR on YouTube and also on Spotify and Apple music too. So if you want to listen to it, sometimes people don't really want to, you know, see the visual stuff, um, and all that good stuff. So if you see me there, you know, I'll holler. We'll connect. What's up? What's up? Yeah. It's really good. I promise. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate you. <laughs> yes. 100%. All right. Well, I'm going to let you enjoy your day. Thank you so, so much for just sharing yourself with us today. I'm so appreciative. And thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed this. I really appreciated the conversation. I really um, love the way that you uh, curated the space. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. All righty. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah,